Welcome to Gag Me with a Chainsaw. I'm Glory. And I'm Scara. And we love Halloween. We love candy. We love costumes. We love scary monsters. We love scary monsters and we love scary movies. And we love all scary movies. And we wanted to give you a special episode, uh, a little different from our normal episodes. We're not going to focus on 80s slashers. We're just going to focus on movies that take place at least partially during Halloween. And they don't have Michael Myers in them. No, we're going to save those. (laughs) So our first movie is Lady in White from 1988. Locked in a school closet during Halloween in 1962, young Frank witnesses the ghost of a girl reenact her death. Afterwards, a darkened figure enters the cloakroom and begins to unscrew the metal vent. When Frankie is startled by a rat, the stranger attacks him and he loses consciousness, taking him to a dreamlike state where he speaks to the ghost girl. Frankie is revived by his father, giving him CPR and is rushed to the hospital. Shortly afterwards, he finds himself stalked by the killer and is soon drawn to an old house where a mysterious lady in white lives. As he discovers the secret of the woman, he soon finds that the killer may be someone he knows. You hate to see it. <laughs> yeah. Had you, had you seen this movie before? I had not seen this movie before. I chose this one. Um, this was definitely one of the first horror movies I had seen growing up. Um, and I didn't know what it was for a really long time. And I eventually found the DVD and I was like, this is the movie with the little ghost girl. <laughs> I love when that happens. Yeah. And like that puzzle piece falls into place. Yeah, yeah. I, if I had seen this as a kid, I would have really liked it. It kind of gives lesser Spielberg doing lesser King, right? Yeah, I definitely felt Stephen King and also um, maybe Ray Bradbury a bit. Sure. I felt it totally felt like it was based on off a book because the story's so good. But it's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one was kind of all over the place for me. It's not my favorite, but I did like it. I think Lucas Haas is absolutely adorable. He is. He was so (laughs) cute back then. I love this scene, uh, on Halloween. So this whole movie doesn't take place on Halloween, but it starts on Halloween. He goes to school and we even see the, the little stores in the town are decorated for Halloween. His classroom is decorated. He even brings a jack-o'-lantern. And he gets to read his little story. I thought that was really cute. And it reminded yeah. me of my elementary days. He drove, rode to school with a, a pumpkin in his basket. <laughs> yeah, was that a thing? You just brought a jack-o'-lantern to school? Every kid had one <laughs> on their desk like it was a Valentine's Day box. Yeah. Seems dangerous. He, <laughs> I know. I know they wouldn't go for that nowadays. They, they don't even let you have parties sometimes. Uh, so I like when he read his story, the little girl, she tells him, I really loved your story, Frankie. I wish I was as weird as you. Man, true, (laughs) a a true connection there. (laughs) Yeah. This is kind of a theme in some of these movies. Like this isn't the only movie where somebody's like, I'm weird. And people are like, I like that about you. No. Yeah. That's a big theme in another one we're going to talk about. Um, I really like this one, though. I like how it shows a seemingly idyllic 
you know, perfect American town, but under the surface, it's full of crime, racism. And at the same time, like nothing is black and white. I don't want to give too much away, but I thought all the characters um, had depth to them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I did like it. It was, um, it was like a kind of like a family movie almost, Mm -hmm. you know, um, not, not explicitly Halloween except for at that beginning part and not, I mean, I guess it's technically horror, but it's not horrific, I guess. No, it definitely has like dark elements. They're talking about dark subjects, but it does have that like family feel. Yeah. And this was written and directed by Frank Lelogia, and it was based on a local urban legend from Rochester, New York, and kind of based on his own child, like growing up in an Italian family. Oh, that's cute. Like a Bronx tale. Yeah, and it's one of his only movies. I was like, this was his passion project. And on all of these movies, I looked up the Rotten Tomato critic score. Do you want to guess Mm -hmm. for this one? Um, 69%. You're right. (laughs) Am I right? You're really right. (laughs) (laughs) So I have the question, is 69% better than 100? Yes. Yes. (laughs) confirmed i'm gonna go online and drag down the citizen kane score to 69 (laughs) percent yes all right so not a super halloweeny movie but it definitely Uh, gives the vibes i i don't know it just feels so halloweeny to me the beginning that it makes up oh yeah it takes it takes place over christmas as well Mm -hmm. and like throughout the year but just the beginning it's so halloween and so like just autumnal you know, the part of the country where they're in, where the leaves actually change color. Yeah, you can, like, smell <laughs> the leaves. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, for sure. Agreed. So, good good one. Watch with your family. Mm-hmm. And then that Probably the older kids. Um, you're going to have some conversations about racism. Um, yeah. Yeah. It does uh, talk a lot about racism. Uh, as well as child murder and molestation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, warning on that. But I watched it when I was very young and the jury's out on whether I turned out okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll figure it out one day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That takes us to our next movie, Pet Cemetery 2 from 1992. Oh, yeah. So... I think it's interesting that this franchise is only two movies plus a remake. I'm glad that it is. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like this one does not get talked about very much. I agree. Um, But I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. I had saw saw it once before um, I rewatched it for the show, I think earlier this year. And I was like, wow, that was better than I expected. After the horrible electrocution of his mother in the freakish film set accident, 13-year-old Jeff Matthews moves with his father to Maine to make a fresh start. As Jeff struggles to leave the bad memories behind him, his only friend, Drew, tells him about the ancient Native American burial site with otherworldly reanimating powers. When Drew's stepfather, the sadistic local sheriff, kills his dog, Zowie, Drew buries his dog in the cemetery and the boys discover that the myth is indeed real. It sure is. 
This movie was exciting for me. I had avoided it for a long time because mm-hmm. I knew that it was a dog instead of a cat, and that seemed upsetting. However, <laughs> it does have my first true love, Edward Furlong. <laughs> In 1992, he was just the most hottest guy that I could ever imagine. After I saw T2, I was like, Mom, I want to move to Hollywood and become an actress. And that was just (laughs) so I could hope to kiss Eddie Furlong one day. I just thought that we would meet and really hit it off. And you know what? His life has been worse that that we didn't. Because (laughs) things haven't gone well for him. But if we had met when I was 13 and he was 15, I think that he would have been just fine. Yeah. Uh, but he gets bullied in this movie. Uh, I thought it was really funny that they insulted him by calling him Celebrity Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's from Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, so his mom, the opening scene when his mom dies, I thought, I do not want to be killed by electrocution. It's way Hell too no. silly. <laughs> it's too silly, too embarrassing. Yeah, no, no, thank you. There's another death in this movie that is also embarrassing. That's like death by potato truck. And <laughs> I think that that is just so unrefined. I would hate it. <laughs> so I, I really like this movie. The early 90s grunge vibes. Oh, my God. The soundtrack dude. is great. Yes. It's got L7 <laughs> on the soundtrack. It's got the mm-hmm. Ramones. It's so good. It It has like crescent moon and clove cigarette like you know what I mean like that's what it made me feel like yeah I thought the um the cemetery itself looks great just I mean it's the same director Mary Lambert as the first Uh movie and it's really stylishly shot um and there is one scene that takes place on Halloween and it's a good one Yeah. yeah it's it's pretty incidental but it um is not climactic exactly but the movie kind of hinges on what happens yeah so it's halloween um and we see trick-or-treaters we see jack-o'-lanterns costumes and then the teens they're hanging out in the cemetery and clyde the big bully of the story who coincidentally was also the bully in lady in white when he was younger (laughs) yeah it was jared rushton this kid if you look him up you'll be like oh that guy he is like your go-to 90s bully. Mm-hmm. But he was the friend in Big as well, right? He was yeah. pretty nice in that one. Yeah, yeah. he was the friend in Big. <laughs> okay, so he's kind of telling the legend of the first film. So he's t- talking mm-hmm. about Gage and everything that happened. But then, you know, you have to exaggerate. He ends it with saying Ellie, the sister, went crazy. She killed her grandparents. And, you know, she's just escaped from the hospital. And We then... don't know if that's not true. <laughs> that's true. It could be canon. <laughs> it's, it could be true. He just seems like he was stretching the truth a bit. Well, he's um, an asshole. Yeah. And then we have the classic dead mom prank. <laughs> so classic. rude. I know. <laughs> they have like this dummy that looks like uh, Edward Furlong's mom. What's his name? A his Jeff. name's Edward Furlong. <laughs> Jeff's mom. Because so, they know she is because she's a famous actress. Eddie to uh, me. <laughs> yeah, so that that's the Halloween scene. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so the whole plot ro- revolves around, around the stepfather just being mm-hmm. a horrible person. He He's kills. the only one doing the Judd accent. 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> sometimes dad is better. He's the only one that's doing that. And he is eating up every scene that he's in. Well, Judd was the only one doing it in the first movie, so True. he had to carry that tradition on. Uh, I really like this movie. I feel like it has a Tales from the Crypt feel to it, mm-hmm. like an episode of Tales from the Crypt. I just don't like the very, very end, and I'm not going to spoil it, but like the last 15 minutes, it loses me. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking, uh, oh, oh, I remember. Yeah, that le- the end is kind of like, what? How did mm-hmm. we get here? Yeah. I mean, I don't hate the idea of it, just the way certain things about it, which I won't go into. But yeah. there was a really, really funny um, line that I kind of want to talk about, but I feel like it's a little bit of a spoiler. <laughs> um, click forward if you don't want to yeah, hear it. If you, if you don't want to hear something so at the very end they do if you don't want a spoiler for a movie that's 30 years old yeah go ahead a little bit they do uh in the end after they see that the cemetery works um they decide to bring back jeff's mom well jeff does with the help of the stepdad and (laughs) jeff's dad asks him why did you dig up my wife and he said because I wanted a fuck. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa. So this is the part I kind of didn't like. I don't think Jeff would have gone along with this. I agree. Ridiculous. Yeah, it was weird. And I know that he kind of like loses it at that point. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. It was too far. And also, your mom has been in the ground for a minute. Too late. Yeah, but she, she had that Hollywood makeup. So she looked oh, really good. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah special effects makeup (laughs) this movie is so early 90s it's so early 90s I really like I really like it it made me feel very nostalgic like I said like just Mm -hmm. black velvet choker broomstick (laughs) skirt you know celestial tapestries yeah do you want to guess the Rotten Tomatoes critic rating um I'm not going to say it. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Uh, oof, 70%. <laughs> no. This got 22% fresh. No, Critics that's hated so low. Yeah. I do remember that, that people did not like it when it came out. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, I, I feel like that's harsh. I think so too, but the first one is a classic. It is, so it's hard to go up against that. Yeah, it's got that fucking top hat baby in it that I hate so much. <laughs> if you take it as as its own thing, yeah, or even just a continuation, I I like it. I think that There's... with the time that we've had now, like in between, it's easier to watch it and be like, yeah, this is a pretty good movie. Yeah, it's definitely not the worst sequel I've seen. No, and it also gives very much fall vibes, too, because, like, the whole thing takes takes place over that time. And it's um, the East Coast, I guess, so they have yeah, a more distinct Maine. fall than we do. Mm-hmm. Of course, duh, it's Maine. It's, it's Stephen King. <laughs> of course. Yep. And Eddie All Furlong right. is super cute in this movie. Well, cutie. If that's something you're interested oh, in. Oh, and I... Sh- I should say that um, the stepfather is played by, hmm, let me think of his name. He was kind of oh cute gosh. too, right? 
he he is a little cute and he was i thought he was really good clancy oh my gosh he's been in several horror movies i can't think of his name but he's good he was good he He was he's good good as an asshole and the whole time with the mom i'm like come on lady (laughs) i know i know and then but then when he's reanimated he's like kind of cool and everybody's like well maybe we can live with him like this like he didn't even beat beat me tonight (laughs) yeah right yeah he he almost seemed like he was from a different movie he's so over the top but it's it's a really fun character that he's doing I agree. Yeah, and like I said, the accent is just, it's wild. <laughs> I was fucking pumped to hear L7. Yeah, I know. I immediately, like, saved that uh, soundtrack t- <laughs> to my playlist. Hell yeah, dude. It's good uh, stuff. His name, is, his name is Clancy Brown, and he's in the Shake Redemption. I remember oh, yeah. him recently mm-hmm. from the Mortuary, Mortuary Stories or Mortuary Tales. Did you see that one? That was an anthology no. from Shudder. Yeah. So, yeah. Clancy Brown. Good job. Yeah. And good job, Eddie Furlong. <laughs> Just in case he's listening. Oh, my God. Eddie Furlong, <laughs> if you're listening, get your act together. <laughs> then come soon. <laughs> and then come find me. <laughs> All yeah. right. That brings us to our next movie. We're going to go a little later in the night. 90s 1999 and talk about idle hands hell yeah Sarah's I first choice yeah <laughs> this is a yeah. movie that I reference all the time when I do something bad I'm like whoops it was my idle hand <laughs> <laughs> so Anton would very much like to go about his daily routine of smoking weed watching tv and lusting after the girl across the street the only thing stopping him is his demon-possessed right hand, which seems determined to kill anyone it encounters. After dropping his parents and his best friends, the hand sets its sights on Molly, the neighbor girl of Anton's affection. Luckily for him, is his friend's name Nub? P-N-U-B? Nub yeah, and right? Nick? <laughs> yeah. It has to be. His recently deceased buds are back from below ground to help the problem get solved. Only they better get cracking because the hand is out for more than just a killing spree. If it gets its fingers on Molly before midnight on prom night, her soul is hell bound. Was it yeah. prom? It wasn't prom. It was a ha- Halloween It was party. a Halloween party. Halloween yeah. dance. Yeah. So this movie is from 1999 and the late 90s were a very annoying time. <laughs> yeah. We People were all were stressed about Y2K. <laughs> right? A yeah. new millennium was upon us, and we just didn't uh-huh. know how to act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like-, I like this movie a lot. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I like the opening. Um, has the parents? His parents are played by uh, the guy from Best in Show and the mom from The Torquil Sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I like that they're all into Halloween and decorating before. That's what they I said. I said that's the mom from The Torquil Sense, and Jason said, yeah. "I don't know what that is." <laughs> I don't know why I used to watch that show, but I did. Because it was on television and there was, was only on like television. a few options. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I do usually not big on like stoner horror, but this one I think is pretty good. It's very pop camp, like mm-hmm. comedy horror. The colors are super bright. We were very into that in 1999. And mm-hmm. it's just a lot of fun. It has um, our beloved mascot and theme song for our 
group chat and friendship in it. It has a Dragula kill scene. Oh, yeah. Rob Zombie. Yes. <laughs> I was so excited to hear that. And I think this would be fun to do a double screening with Scream. I could see that. Yeah. And it kind of feels yeah. like as a society, there we decided there was only room for Seth Green or Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> right? They did and have similar vibes at the yeah. time. Yeah. We made the right choice, I think, when we said, uh, Seth Green. We'll go ahead and go Seth Green. So I actually met Seth Green in Vegas one time, and he was the nicest guy. He seems cool. Yeah, he was super nice. Uh, I thought he was great. The other friend is great. Uh, our main guy is played by Devin Sawa. Devin Sawa. Heartthrob. But he looks so dirty and greasy in this movie. Yeah. I'm well, like, why? Of... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> it's kind of confuses me why Jessica Alba is so into him because mm -hmm. he looks so dirty. Again, it was the late 90s and we just <laughs> were taking chances. I, he kind of got weird looking, though. Like, he went from being like a Casper cutie, right? Mm -hmm. To as he got older, he kind of just, I don't know, he grew into looking like that, like, stoner mm -hmm. dude. I, yeah. I never thought that he was, he was cute. My heart yeah. belonged to one and one and only. <laughs> Eddie Furlong. Eddie Furlong. And slash, uh, but that's different. <laughs> there was a funny line when um, he's hanging out with his friends and he doesn't know what's going on. And they asked, uh, don't you watch the news? And he says, oh, I hate that show. <laughs> yeah. like, me, me too. <laughs> yeah. So Vivica Fox is also in this. And I thought yeah. she just really has a fun role as like a demon hunter mm -hmm. <laughs> undercover. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I, I like this movie. It, it, I would have guessed, though, if you had to say, if you said to me, what year did Idle Hands come out? I would have guessed, like, 97. I was surprised that it was 99. Hmm. I don't know. I just didn't remember it being at that. I, I thought it came out when I was in high school, and I was not in high school anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like the microwave scene. I didn't remember that. That one and mm -hmm. the the hand puppet because it's been a you know a few years since I've seen this, where where he finds the hand puppet like that was perfect. Yeah, yeah. There's so much fun stuff. Um, the hand is the same disembodied hand that played the thing in Adam's Family. Or played oh the, wow! Because I thought to myself, dang, this hand is just as good as Thing. And then <laughs> <laughs> I went looking and oh, it's the same hand. So and I I also read that it was filmed in the same neighborhood as Halloween. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I didn't notice that. But well, come on, overall, super fan. I know. It looked different to me. I've been in that neighborhood as well. <laughs> I visited the Halloween locations. Well, don't move there. It's a bad neighborhood, I think. <laughs> it looks nice. It looks like I wouldn't move there because it looks really expensive. It does like look any, nice. Like like anywhere in LA. But they've got idle hands. I like this movie. Um, it opens on a jack-o'-lantern and the third act is at the Halloween dance. It's pretty Halloween-y. Yeah, I kind of forgot it was so halloween -y until I rewatched it. So did it, I. But yeah. <laughs> well, do yeah. you want to guess the 
Rotten Tomatoes critic percentage? Um, let's see. Is it higher than Pet Cemetery? It is not. Fuck. Um, 15%. Oh, you are two out of three getting exactly right. Wow. You're good. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, you were way off with Pet Cemetery, but I um, well, for it. <laughs> 15%. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Again, people just, I don't know. I, uh, this, it definitely this is, felt like it was made for teenage boys. It is. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't that annoying i think there was maybe like one joke where i'm like oh yeah didn't yeah you know. not as problematic as you would think it would be yeah it was it's pretty funny i like this movie All but right, like i said on. the late 90s were a very annoying time very annoying <laughs> it was like smash mouth and we were just living wrong <laughs> All right. Our next movie is May from 2002. Had you seen this movie before? I had not. Um, I really liked this movie. Oh, nice. Yeah, I enjoy this movie quite a bit. I had only seen it once before, I think probably in 2002 or three when I had rented it, but um, I was happy to rewatch. This movie does not feel like 2002. It really feels like 96, 97. I, I had to go back and double check. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I was really surprised. Everything Maybe about I'm it. just not as good as picking up those things. I'm like, everything's a blur. <laughs> <laughs> when May was a child, she was a lonely girl with a lazy eye and no friends except for a homemade doll given to her by her mother as a birthday present. May grows up to become a lonely, odd young woman working in an animal hospital assisting the veterinarian in surgeries. Her colleague, Polly, shows interest in May, but May has a crush on mechanic Adam Stubbs. Um, the two go played on- by, respectively, Anna Ferris. I was so surprised to see Anna Ferris. Yeah. And Jeremy Sisto, who is looking so fine. <laughs> we will discuss. Uh, the the two date, but the bizarre behavior of May pushes Adam away from her. Feeling rejected, May has a brief affair with Polly, but she feels rejected again when she finds out her colleague is also seeing another woman. Uh, when her doll is accidentally broken, the deranged May decides to build herself a perfect friend. Yep. She says, I have no other options. <laughs> uh, so as far as Halloween vibes, we have a few things throughout um there's an early scene where anna ferris character is carving a pumpkin outside of her job like on oh, the yeah. steps yeah <laughs> just with like a butcher knife yeah <laughs> yeah yes she put it in her basket and she rode it in her bicycle to work <laughs> she said i'm gonna carve this baby right after work Not i'm even gonna, gonna take go my 15 for... <laughs> i'm gonna carve a pumpkin <laughs> I mean, that's a good idea. I would do that. Yeah. The vet that they work for is um, the guy that is in the first Borat movie that's not Borat. Mm. The other guy. (laughs) I recognize him from things. We saw a lot of him in that Borat movie. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Anna Ferris's character, she cannot understand anything he says throughout the whole movie for some reason. I thought she was so funny. I love the cast. I thought um, she was funny too. She is funny though. Yeah. 
I love Angela Bettis, um, who plays May, um, and pretty much everything I've seen her in. Um, Jeremy Sisto, he was like perfect as this, you know, charming but kind of a little bit of an asshole guy. <laughs> I I don't think he was an asshole. I mean, when he decided that he didn't like her anymore, it was for pretty good reason. Oh no 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 yeah of course but uh, there were little things like um I think he was he said he had a girlfriend when he first met her. Oh yeah, but then he was like, that's my ex though. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I think you're just uh, defending him (laughs) because he's hot. (laughs) I'm digmatized. He He has this one move, this one move where he like pulls the shirt over his. uh, Oh yeah. From the back. Little little smooth move there. (laughs) Oh, smoke show. We were talking about how like you first know Jeremy Sisto from Clueless and (sighs) Like, when we first saw Clueless, he didn't even register. Like, nobody was like, well, maybe Elton or maybe Paul Rudd. Like, nobody said that. And it also just occurred to me that he's in their clique and his name is Elton. Like, their name Sharon Dion. Like, Mm -hmm. that never clicked for me before. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I never thought, like, he was cute until, like, around this time, the early 2000s. And then he was in 13. And we were like, Holy shit, Jeremy Sisto is hot as fuck. He's got curly <laughs> hair. He looks good. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of, uh, I don't know. I mean, his character's kind of an asshole and clueless, but he's also like super oh, yeah. and yeah. Elton fucking sucks. <laughs> and um, so, this movie, go ahead. I was going to say, when she does have him over for um, like a date, she... <laughs> has the wine glasses out and she <laughs> he goes <laughs> is this Gatorade <laughs> she's like yep all proud <laughs> yeah like, and he's like so. okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I like how she he tells her, her he likes weird but then she's obviously way too weird <laughs> yeah there's weird and then there's dangerous yeah um are you familiar with Greg Araki no. He made um, The Doom Generation and Nowhere, these these movies from the 90s. No. Um, this movie really reminded me of Greg Araki movies. And then the one of the, the people that she meets, the punk guy, mm-hmm. his name is James Duvall, and he is from the Greg Araki movies. And oh, I was okay. like, holy shit. Like, I was just thinking that. And then this guy popped up. So... Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like there's some influence there. If you haven't seen the Doom Generation, I don't know if this movie is classified as horror, but it is horrific. Okay. Really good though. Um, yeah, I I liked this movie a lot. I have seen several of the director's other movies, and I'm a big fan of the director's his name and writer. His name is Lucky McKee. And when I had seen this movie, and also. He actually did like one of the, remember that Masters of Horror series? I think it might've been an HBO series, Yeah, but you could rent them. He had done one of those. And I, for some reason, the name Lucky, I assumed it was a woman because he always has um, like strong female protagonists, Mm -hmm. I feel. So he did another movie not that long ago called All Cheerleaders Die, which I also think Uh is really good and funny. Um, He did The Woman, but yeah, I'll check out that. Um, other director the scene with the punk was really funny he's like it's hot in here can I take off my shirt and then he's like 
It's still hot. You got any ice cubes I can rub on my nipples? I know. <laughs> it reminds me of the scene from The Simpsons um, where the the girl and her mom move in next door and Bart has a crush on her and she's a little older and she comes over to babysit and she's dating Jimbo and uh, uh-huh. they're making out on the couch and he's like, uh, my shirt's chafing me. <laughs> he wants oh, to yeah, take it yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any ice I can rub on my nipple? <laughs> oh, so I thought the direction's really good, obviously. Also, the editing was cool. Um, the costuming I really liked because May sews. So she had like her yeah. own little like patchwork kind of style. I thought it was mm-hmm. really cool. I mean, it's ugly, all- but good for her for being creative. Oh, I liked it. Uh-oh. <laughs> All of it? Some of it was really ugly. Uh, not all of it. The last thing that she wears is, is pretty good. Yeah, the ending is is really good, and it really ramps up, like, the gore. Yeah. Um, I would say this is, like, the most disturbing out of the movies that yeah. we're talking about today. Yeah. 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 Uh, Halloween is kind of in this movie. The climax takes place on Halloween, but it's not necessary to the plot exactly. No. Yeah, and she makes her costume, and her costume is what? Uh, no idea. No idea. <laughs> yeah. But people say, I like your costume, and I'm like, what uh-huh. is she supposed to be? Hot goth girl. He's dressed as, like, Julius Caesar or something, Jeremy Sisto, when she runs mm-hmm. into him. He has a toga. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was good. It was darkly funny, mm-hmm. a little disturbing, mm-hmm. and the Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, 74%. Good guess. This one was also 69. Oh, damn it. I was going to say that, but I thought, no, Sarah, don't do the obvious thing. Dang. So that was May, which leaves us with our most Halloween-y movie on the list from 2007. Um, you might be able to guess it is called Trick or Treat and pretty much Halloween threw up all over this movie. Absolutely. Totally. <laughs> so this is kind of an anthology, five interwoven stories that occur on the same block on the same Halloween night. A couple finds what happens when they blow a Jack Lantern out before midnight. A high school principal has a secret life as a serial killer. A college virgin might have met the right guy for her. A group of mean teens play a prank that they take too far, and a hermit is visited by a special trick-or-treater. Which one of these stories is your favorite? So, I like them all. I kind of like how they work together. Um, mm-hmm. Usually anthologies will have like an obvious wraparound story, which I can enjoy when it's done well. But this one, it's really cool that um, they're happening kind of simultaneously, yeah. and we see things from different points of view yeah you're definitely rewarded by more viewings by seeing the stories crisscrossing in the background I there's a couple that I like um the Anna Paquin one about the college girls Um, that's my favorite one one. that one's fun and it didn't I'm not going to say what happens but the ending I expected something similar but not exactly that so yeah me too that's all like what it ends up being you're like oh nice yeah 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 and then I also really like the last one um I like Brian Cox a lot sure and uh that one's fun and the way it links in a previous story at the end mm-hmm. that's really that's kind of almost too sad for me 
<laughs> oh, that story, the story yeah. with the kids on the school bus, that one yeah. is horrible. Yeah. Um, I like this movie more every time I watch it. I oh, like the good. creep show, Tales from the Crypt, like, you know, where it'll have like a little comic scribble on the bottom that's like mm-hmm. across town or whatever. I really like that. And it this has like one character that you see show up through every story. His name is Sam. And um, you can tell that they kind of were wanting him to become an iconic horror figure. Um, he's a little, like a little scarecrow, sort of. He's got a little burlap sack for a head. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's so fucking cute. Like, <laughs> I know he's like a bad spirit or whatever. I guess he's kind of morally neutral almost. He just wants to uh-huh. make sure that the rules of Halloween are being followed. But um, I don't know. He's got a great big head, like how babies have a big head. So you'll think they're uh-huh. cute and not like drown them or whatever. But he's so, so cute. Super cute. Even when you see what's underneath the sack, I'm like, <laughs> mm, still kind of cute. Yeah, they did a really good job with the design. And obviously the production design, like this town fucking loves Halloween. Yo! They have, they have a big party. Everyone yeah, decorates. <laughs> it's pretty fun. Where do you store all that stuff the rest of the year? Man, you need a, a whole room. They probably and, have basements. In that first story, I was so annoyed with the, the woman who, like, wants to take the decorations down that night. I know. I like, really, ma'am? Just go inside <laughs> and do it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like the care that goes into weaving all the stories together. And the, the little Easter eggs, like, there's a, a Plymouth Fury in the school bus story, they drive past one. It's like a clear Christine reference. Just stuff like that where the more you watch it, you're like, hey. Yeah, I was picking up on a lot of references to different movies, which I can't think of at the moment. But I was like, oh, well, obviously Creep Show, And then mm-hmm. there, were, there was a few more that I saw. I like, um, I mean, there's a the thing reference where mm-hmm. he goes, are you fucking, you got to be fucking kidding me or whatever. That's from the thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, l- I like this scene where the kids are trick-or-treating and <laughs> you can tell just the parents are just getting wild. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when they go to the party, they yeah, open they're, the they're door. Tra- <laughs> yeah. The lady, she like, she's like, do you guys want some booze? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no, no. And then the one little girl's like, maybe. <laughs> yeah they like peek in on the adult party and um there's like a guy with a hot dog costume and he's like mm-hmm. grinding on oh, some other yeah. lady and they walk away the kids are all traumatized and they're like what did you see and they're like i don't know i saw principal so-and-so dressed like a hot dog and he was butt-fucking whoever i was i was rolling when i heard that line it's so funny yeah for it's some true, reason man. that, that kind of reminded me of um I think it's Hocus Pocus where it has yeah. the, Satan. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, the adult party. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, people really use Halloween as an excuse to get buck wild sometimes. <laughs> Love to see it. Yeah, man. I like this movie. Definitely recommend this one for yearly viewing to get you in the spirit. Yeah. I watch it maybe not every Halloween, but pretty close. I I actually had not seen this one before uh, last year or the year before. So, um, yeah, I wasn't even aware of it, which is weird. It had, like, it never got released theatrically. It was, like, tied up 
with right stuff for a long time, I think. Yeah, um, I read they pushed it back a couple times, like it was supposed mm-hmm. to come out and then didn't. So it's a good movie, though. Um, there's supposed to be a second one, but I don't know what the timeline is on that. Yeah, that'd be great. Do you want to guess the Rotten Tomatoes rating on this one? Um, 76%. It's actually 83%. Damn it, I was going to say So 80%. it's our highest one by far. I mean, I think sense. that's right, yeah. It's very slick compared to some of the others. It doesn't ever get boring. It keeps you interested the whole time. Uh, Thurman Merman from Bad Santa, isn't it? That blonde-headed kid at the beginning. Oh, yeah. I was wondering. I was like, I've seen this kid before. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thurman, Thurman Merman. (laughs) <laughs> let's talk about bad santa at christmas time we can i'm not a fan <laughs> oh man <laughs> it's got bernie mac yeah <laughs> oh we're off we're off base we're off track here all right focus halloween <laughs> halloween sorry <laughs> yeah it's a good movie uh I, I only one of the stories i think is kind of incomplete the one with the principal uh uh, the, you just don't get as much information, I think, as you need. You're kind of supposed to put it together yourself. But, um, you know, I like the way it ends up. Yeah, because they bring him back for one yeah. of the other stories. Yeah. So we get a little closure there. So, Sarah, if you had to recommend just one of these movies to watch to our listeners, which would you choose? I guess it would depend on kind of what you were looking for. If you're looking for just a straight Halloween movie, it's going to be trick or treat. If you're looking for a kind of Halloween adjacent, uh, let's have some fun. I would say idle hands. Nice. How about you? Uh, I would say I would really recommend lady in white. Cause I don't feel like a lot of people seen it. And I just really like the story. I miss ghost stories that, have a story to them and like most ghost stories that come out these days and uh that one you can watch with your family um if you want to go darker i would recommend checking out may yeah so we both agree to leave pet cemetery 2 out i mean definitely watch pet cemetery (laughs) 2 watch them all you'll be fine watch them all you got time it's barely october (laughs) yeah there's plenty of time. Yeah. Um, plan a movie night, a Halloween movie night. Yeah. You can watch them in this order and see the fashions change. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening to our special Halloween mini-sode. We'll have more Halloween content coming out for you soon. Yeah, we're really excited. We got a lot of fun stuff planned. Good night and happy Halloween. And happy Halloween. Thanks for joining us on Gag Me With A Chainsaw with your hosts, Corey and Sarah. Music by White Bat Audio. Find us on Twitter at Chainsaw Podcast and on Instagram at Gag Me With A Chainsaw. Until next time, unpleasant dreams.